Kaya Biz with Kukulet Mfopi on Kaya FM 95.9. Alan Gray, helping you secure your future. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider. It's Tuesday, and that does mean that it's Alan Gray Day. And this is where we help you navigate a lot of the uh, themes and concepts that really impact our finances directly. Um, And today we talk about a very serious topic, which uh, impacts a large number of uh, um, not only South Africans, but uh, couples the world over. Now, you might recall that during the uh, higher levels of the lockdown, what was witnessed globally was the fact that there was an increased number of couples ending their marriages uh, in divorce. But as we know, divorce does come with significant consequences, even more so financially, uh, when one actually also has to evaluate the impact that a divorce might have on your pension fund. It's usually the one of the last things that you might consider, but there are some key details that one needs to be mindful of. So to help us understand um, how it is that if you are going through a divorce or know of someone who's going through a divorce or have been through a divorce, um, just understand what uh, financial impact that this might have on your retirement savings. We're joined by Senior Legal Advisor at Alan Gray, Jaya Libowitz. Jaya, welcome to the show. Thank you, Gugu. Thanks for having me. It's actually Jaya, but very close. Oh. Fantastic. Thank you for that correction, Jaya. Jaya Libowitz. Perfect. We've got that correctly. Jaya, I'm quite intrigued by this conversation. And uh, I guess for what many, going through a divorce is an emotional and quite a tumultuous experience on its own, never mind having to take into account the financial consequences. But does a spouse uh, actually have some kind of entitlement uh, towards one's retirement savings during the time of marriage and when then approaching a divorce? So it's a very good question and it really depends entirely on the matrimonial property regime of the spouses. Um, so it varies and really the right to pension interest or retirement savings only arises on divorce. So I don't know if you want to jump into the different consequences depending on the different types of matrimonial property regime. Certainly, I think that's quite important because a lot of us actually equate or equate uh, one's um, 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 access to uh, financial um, assets of your spouse to the marital contract. So perhaps give us a refresher of that and how that then translates um, to the benefits that one might receive should they go through a divorce on one's retirement savings. Sure. So the default in most marriages in South Africa is a marriage in community of property which means that you have a single joint estate. Everything that each spouse comes into the marriage with becomes part of the single joint estate, plus everything that you accrue during marriage. And usually when you get divorced and it's a marriage in community of property, you would split everything down the middle 50-50. That is obviously subject to agreements um, on divorce, but that's sort of the default. The other option is if you get married um, out of community of property with or without accrual. So in order to do that, you would have to enter into an anti-natural contract or an ANC before you get married. And that would really dictate what forms part of the community of property or the joint estate. Um, so in your anti-natural contract, you can exclude certain things, you can include certain things, um, but ultimately the consequence is that what's mine is mine, what's yours is yours. And then if you're married with accrual, there's um, a calculation that is taken up on divorce to sort of split whatever's accrued during the marriage. 
So if you're married, just to make sure that I understand you clearly, yeah. in an ANC contract, you can decide, in an ANC contract or anti-nuptial contract without accrual, you can decide whether or not to include your pension versus with accrual, the, what you accumulate in your pension from your time of marriage to the time of divorce would then have to be separated. So if you're married without accrual, sorry, and I know these are quite um, difficult concepts for most people, but without accrual means what's mine is mine, what's yours is yours, regardless of what happened during the marriage. And that's true for retirement interest as well. So if you have a retirement fund and you're married out of community of property without accrual, your spouse would not be entitled to anything um, that you've accrued in that retirement fund during your marriage. Aha. Perfect. Makes a lot more sense. And you've helped us through those technicalities. I'm keen to understand how this would um, then be uh, um, calculated or managed at a time of divorce, especially when one takes into account what pension interest is. I've never heard of that before. Uh, So pension interest is a legal concept. It's something that's defined in the Divorce Act. And it depends on the type of retirement fund that you're invested in. Ordinarily, it's the amount that you would be entitled to um, if you were to retire from that fund on the date of divorce. That's sort of the very basic definition. If you have a retirement annuity fund, however, it's a slightly different definition and it's defined as the contributions that you've made to that fund up to date of divorce plus any um, simple interest on that amount. So it, it depends on the fund. So that depends on the funds. Okay. So for someone who is, um, uh, I I guess, going through a divorce, I'm assuming then that they actually need to uh, evaluate what kind of pension savings or retirement savings they had. Pension fund, provident fund versus an RA. Yes, definitely. So you need to be looking at, firstly, what type of matrimonial property regime you have. And secondly, what type of retirement investments you have. So whether it's a pension, provident, retirement annuity or living annuity makes a lot of sense. Afropolitans, if you've just joined us, we are in conversation with Jaya Lebowitz. She's a senior legal advisor at Ellen Gray, uh, discussing divorce and the impact that it has on your retirement savings. Um, uh, given what we've witnessed that uh, recently certain studies do suggest that over 40% of marriages uh, have ended in divorce and uh, specifically ex- uh, um aggravated by the challenges we've seen of the COVID-19 pandemic. Jaya, I'm, I'm quite keen as well to understand if a pension interest uh, does apply to all matrimonial property regimes. It's quite interesting because it seems as though you need to evaluate the marriage contract you have, evaluate then the kind of retirement savings you have, and whether or not pension interest will apply to your matrimonial um, property regime. Yeah, so as we spoke about before, it applies to marriages in community of property and out of community of property with accrual, but it doesn't come into play if you're married out of community without accrual. I'm keen to also understand um, what options one does have. I think for for many spouses, going through a divorce is a very traumatic experience and uh, um, um, people can become quite selfish and feel that you're not even entitled to half of my home, never mind um, half of my retirement savings. So what then is the non-member spouse's options in terms of um, laying a claim or or vice versa in terms of defending a claim on, on their pension savings? Right, so it would come down to what's awarded by the court in terms of your divorce order or what you agree on in your settlement agreement. Um, But then once that amount has been awarded and you send your court order to the pension fund, the non-member spouse would have the right to choose 
whether to take that money as cash or whether to transfer it into a retirement fund in their own name. And would this have to be done in an agreement um, between the two spouses who are seeking a divorce or would this have to apply through a court order? So it would have to be provided in a court order, but if you have a settlement agreement that then is made an order of court, then that would set out who is entitled to what. Mm. Uh, how spouses go about negotiating this is really sort of up to them and their attorneys and what they think is uh, the fairest outcome for the parties. Mm. So there isn't a set standard. It really does go back to what the individuals prefer and what they're able to reach an agreement on. Yes, that's correct. It, as I said before, if you're married in community of property, the norm is that everything gets split down the middle 50-50. Um, but when it comes to marriages out of community of property with a cruel, it would depend on the agreement between the spouses. Clarity there. Jaya, we know that uh, in life, two things are guaranteed, right? Death and taxes and even when it comes to one making withdrawals or deductions from the retirement savings there are tax implications that are also incurred here in the case of a divorce where um, retirement savings then need to be split um, because of the divorce who would be liable and responsible for the tax payments there so this again depends on what the non-member spouse decides to do with their claimed pension interests uh, as I mentioned before, they can decide to take it as cash or as a transfer to their own retirement fund. Um, if they take the money as cash, the non-member staff will be responsible for the tax on that amount. And the retirement fund will usually deduct that automatically before making any payment. If the non-member staff decides to transfer to their own retirement fund in their own name, that will be a tax neutral transfer and there won't be any tax on that amount at that point in time. Mm. That's quite clear. But at what particular tax rate would this uh, be deducted at should they then uh, decide to get a um, cash withdrawal from the um, um, former spouse's um, retirement savings? So it would be taxed on the withdrawal tax tables that are applicable to retirement funds, but in the hands of the non-member spouses. Um, receiving the claimed amount. Sure. Jaya, I must say this is a, a quite refreshing uh, content and information because I think it is one of those elements that we, we take for granted when it comes to um, uh, the separation of finances or even mixing finances together and understanding the legal and financial consequences of uh, marriages either coming together or separating. But I'm assuming for anyone getting married, your plan is never to leave the marriage in a divorce, right? Um, it's just a consequence of a, a failed relationship. But are there ways within couples can preemptively um, try to ensure that they have a less complex and, and less uh, frustrating outcome should they go through a divorce um, before they actually um, um, head down that road? So anyone who's happily married at the moment, but cognizant of the fact that a divorce could complicate their financial situation, specifically with retirement savings, what measures can they put in place to make that ride and journey a lot easier and less stressful? I think the first thing to do is really understand your matrimonial property regime. And if you find yourself in a place where your marriage is nearing towards divorce, the best thing is to reach out to a financial advisor, an attorney, or to Alan Gray directly to understand what the impact would be on each of your different investments. Um, and we could very happily like guide you through what the consequences would be and what you would need to do in order to split those assets. 
and the kind of information that needs to be disclosed? The kind of information that one would need to disclose to Alan Gray or to their attorneys, is that what you're asking? Let's start off with a company like Alan Gray. So we would just need to know what your matrimonial property regime is um, and what kind of investments you have with us, although we would obviously be able to pick that up on our system. If you were going to a financial advisor or an attorney, you would have to disclose that to them. And then we would be able to provide you, we can't provide advice, but we can provide you with information on what the consequences would be in relation to each different type of account. Fantastic. Sure. Jaya, you've really done a great job in terms of helping us understand this very technical and complex subject, um, one which has uh, multiple layers to it, um, aside from the emotions, but of course, understanding the financial consequences in terms of the legal contract, the kind of pension savings you have, um, what the outcomes and agreement of your marital contract are, uh, and if both parties who are deciding to split and end their marriage have a uh, an agreement that they're both able to uh, to reach in terms of uh, how they access each other's retirement savings. Jaya, thank you so much for your time this evening. We really do appreciate the insight. And uh, um, you too can join us uh, for further conversations regarding this. That was Jaya Libowitz. She's a senior legal advisor at Allen Gray helping us understand how divorce can impact your retirement savings. So do be mindful of that, Advopolitans, should you be ending your marriage or know of someone who is in the process of doing so.